Studio Data Branding is inviting business leaders to share news, information, and updates about their industry through the lens of marketing. Our aim is to initiate a fresh conversation that explores the latest trends, as well as the tried and true methodologies used in visual storytelling to boost brands. We look forward to engaging with you and discovering ways to enhance your brand's visibility. Hello, welcome to our podcast. I am your host, Mauricio Romero. Today we have a very special guest, Melissa Reynolds. Melissa is a senior consultant in Arcadia Consulting Group, and she's a great person and a specialist in sales and educating people. So Melissa, thank you so much for being with us today. Uh, Melissa, can you give us a brief overview uh, about Arcadia Consulting and your role? Sure. And thank you so much for having me and, and allowing me to have the platform to tell everyone why I love Arcadia so much. And I've been having a great onboarding experience with them. And you having me here today really means a lot to me to to share with you and, and every one of your viewers about who we are. So um, Arcadia is a global professional consultancy, and we specialize in cultural and behavioral change. And we do that as a form of business transformation, just similar like you would go through any sort of digital transformation. We help our clients on that journey to have real effective, sustainable change. And we do that through three different ways. And we call it NAP. It stands for Neuroscience, Anthropology, and Psychology. So we take the science behind everything and the whys to have really effective, sustainable change. So it's a completely new way of making people do what they need to do in your organization and that they are convinced of doing it. Absolutely. You have headquarters in London, in Hong Kong, in Singapore, in Boston. So you're expanding. What prompted that expansion? So I would I would say definitely uh, the voice of our, our clients and how our referral business and the sustainable change that we were able to successfully implement and deliver to our clients in the European and Asia Pacific markets, that prompted the move to North America and to bring uh, the change to the North American clients. So a lot of our clients are also global like we are and they have locations here in the States. And we have been in the United States for and Canada for about five years, where we'll be celebrating our five-year anniversary this June. And um, you know we've had some great successes over the last 12 years in the EMEA and APAC markets and excited to diversify our clients here in North American region. That's great. And it's a great advantage that you have people everywhere in the world. So you can have high-educated consultants that has been there and see all kind of problems everywhere. Absolutely, and I think one of the strong suits about Arcadia is the way that they have recruited and the, you know, we each have our skill set that we are subject matter experts in. Something that I love to do is, is networking, and so I've been brought on to bring on new business particularly in the Southeast, to help diversify our portfolio that was heavily focused in the financial institutions. And so with my past of the things that I've been able to achieve as far as business to business in the manufacturing sector, as well as healthcare and technology, and another person that started with me came from pharmaceuticals with a neuroscience background. So 
he's definitely helped me on some of my messaging and I've helped him on some of his networking capabilities. And so we, we are very collaborative. That is something that I love about Arcadia. We have a, like a one firm mindset and we are able to collaborate with APAC. You know, sometimes it might requiring one of us to stay up late or get on early with the 16 hour time difference, but the meaningful one-on-ones that we have with one another and how we collaborate and how we're incentivized to make each other successful. It's definitely something that I really value about being an Arcadian and an architect of change, which is what we also call ourselves. Oh, yes. I love that slogan, <laughs> architects of change, because what you really do or are doing, it's uh, art, making people to do what they need to do. It's an art form. And it's amazing that you're not making it just an art. It's uh, art and science. And you're bringing all the science with all the knowledge you've been developed through years in neurology and anthropology. Absolutely. And so the art of it, I love how you talk about it, taking that art and the science, because it's not a one size fits all package. There is definitely unique things and nuances that each industry brings and finding the subject matter experts for that. And that's what I love about it is that the science, there's proof to what we do. And we have decades of research to back that up. Melissa, tell me, how has the role of a sales consultant evolved in the recent years, especially with the increased reliance on digital platforms and technology? Yeah, and I know that like, AI is a big topic right now these days, and there's a lot of different topics of how the landscape has changed for us. I've been in wireless since the 90s, and so I watched the evolution of how things changed with cell phones. And so everything has changed and there's still a human component. When we look at the three things for business transformation, it's people, process, and technology. That's something that I've learned from my mentors in business intelligence when I was working in the technology sector. And Arcadia has the people portion covered. So we really want to take that ownership and take that because off of their plate, because a lot of people really focus on their strong suit, which is the technology, but they might not be people people, you know? So we will take that ownership of that people portion have them focus on what their strong suit is, which is technology. And then the bridge that brings us together and unites us would be the process. This is so important because concentrating on people could really make the difference in any company. You could have a great process, you could have great technology, but if people is not really supporting that, and in the case of sales personnel, you're making them being the subject matter of experts and the educators and touch base with their clients. So it's not just a process, it's a whole mindset. And talking about that mindset, and it, I know it's really important, how do you work the mindset mindset in an organization? How do you change that? Yeah. And so a lot of that starts with recruiting. So there might be some raw talent that someone has that they're open to suggestion and some people are, are just not. And so that's something that I think comes with years of experience. Uh, taking a personal inventory, I know that I'm not the same type of consultant I was 20 years ago. Sometimes I, I look back and cringe at things I may have said, or uh, you could see the the course correct happen when even in our organization, we practice what we preach or we'll go through the curriculum and I'll say, oh, I did that one time. And you want to have people that are open to it. That's powerful. And so maybe the problem started in the recruiting. And that's something that I learned decades ago was I put something forward to somebody in leadership in a past company. And I said, put these in order of your priority of what is most important to you, people, inventory and money. This was a person that was very operations focused and, and said, oh, definitely the inventory. For me, the answer is you always should prioritize the people because if you have the right people in place, everything will follow suit. Your inventory will be perfect. Your money, your sales will come in. A lot of organizations bring in people and then maybe just kind of set it and forget it and they don't 
have any continuing education. And so that's very important too, because sometimes by the time people are in leadership, it's decades have gone since they've had someone come in and provide them training and really nourished that career of theirs. Melissa, what would be the first misconceptions or problems organizations are having? Yeah, so a lot of people, especially in learning and development, and something that is what we are very good at is surveying and asking the globe, what do you see that are popular trends right now? We have a survey uh, running, uh, actually it ends today. We have it globally going out to all our L&D professionals, our HR professionals, because we really want to stay on top of the trends. We keep everything anonymous. We keep them short. They're not very long. So we do see participation and we do really listen to the voice of our clients. And that kind of sets the tone for what we're going to do the following year. So we're always planning. We're always innovating. We're always adapting to the current climate, the current environment. And I think that is important. And that's something that our surveys do benefit us. Melissa, when we hear a company that say that we're consultants, mm -hmm. it's so broad that so m many <laughs> times you don't, you don't know exactly what right. <laughs> what you're doing. Can you tell us or share a little bit about the process of how do you take a client from the top and of course the outcome? Sure. And, you know, a lot of it, it's so funny because you could ask 10 different people what a consultant is. And you'll get 10 different answers. Right. So even it's hard to even explain to my family, like, what do you do? Um, And traditionally, like any other sales type of call, it all it starts with, for lack of better words, that discovery call, right? We're all familiar with like, let's get on that discovery call today, you know? So that type of mentality. And really what you're doing is you're fact finding, you're right fitting the solution. We don't want to just suggest something that's not going to be pertinent to what you do. And every business is so unique. There's so many different nuances to different industries. And then even within those same industries, there might be different institutional knowledge. So really just having that first discovery call to find out what some pain points are. And as far as being the consultant and the definition of that is you really need to be that subject matter expert for your client. If you're not to find who is and to have that value add of who then can bring more value to their organization actually helps a lot of people, especially as we're seeing different generations of salespeople and the different styles. I've noticed they don't like to be called salespeople. They rather be called consultants because they feel like they're really, truly helping. And I think that is important. And I think that kind of takes the stigma off of the, the quote unquote salesperson. Okay. You just tell me about how you started in the process. And then what did you do? Explain me a little bit. How do you change the mindset? How do you change the leadership? Uh, how do you change the behavior with your secret sauce? Yeah. So with our secret sauce, so a lot of companies are doing DEI training and they're doing, you know, things for whether it's compliance or because it's trendy. But this has just always been baked into the Arcadia secret sauce and the recipe. It's sprinkled throughout our non-branded DEI initiatives. So whether you're getting a course on how to create a one pager or advanced business writing, Our diverse facilitators, it really starts there. It starts with who we are in the organization. And that comes out and exudes out of all of our facilitators, out of our team. That is something that we take pride in and something that has been a part of our secret sauce for all these years. As far as the process, when you know we had mentioned that we're architects of change, and just like any traditional architect, you start with a blueprint, right? So if you're going to go build a building, you're going to start with that blueprint. The goal is to have it embedded into their everyday when they sign on in the morning or 
they, you know, however their process is, if they're clocking in, whatever it is, it is part of their mindset. And I think everything starts with mindset. So we have all different programs. For me, I happen to love all the mindset products that we have, the growth mindset particularly, especially from being a sales leader for two decades. If you don't have the mindset, what's the point of anything else, right? So uh, that's where we've had successes. And some organizations want to see that ROI, that return on their investment in something like training and development. They want to have that straight line to draw back to, okay, this is what this consultancy did for us as far as training and developing our leaders. It also comes with having that personal inventory of saying maybe our leadership is the problem. Nobody wants to admit that it might be at the top, right? So <laughs> um, we all have that one friend that is like, oh, our friend group doesn't have that one person. It's because they are that one person, right? So really being able to have that conversation, uh, which is not always easy to have. Maybe we have to kind of see, is there a recruiting problem? Is there a customer experience problem? That is another big one. The voice of the customer. So our client's customer, their end user, are they having a positive experience? And, and everything changes within each organization. So really starting with that discovery call and that first right fit to find out what the solution is, it all really starts there. Yeah, that's great because you're talking about the symptoms. How do you know when you need a consultant program? What other symptoms do organizations have? No rotation, leadership, when's the proper time to call Arcadia? The best time to call, I, this is true for anything. It's true for marketing. It's true for business intelligence. You don't want to call too late, right? <laughs> so I'm sure this is the same for you in marketing is you don't want to have someone calling you after they're, you know, in the negative, right? You don't want to have to call us when you have such a morale problem because you've been acquired by another company or you're about to be acquired and you have a culture problem. You don't want to do it when it's too late. So it's just like bad data. If you have bad data, there's a cost, there's an opportunity cost of having bad data. The cost of doing nothing sometimes is is the opportunity cost. And you could actually put a dollar amount on not doing anything with your data and what that's costing you. Bad data costs money, but doing absolutely nothing, whether it's in your business transformation journey, your marketing journey, your digital transformation journey, there's an opportunity cost of doing nothing. Melissa, given the disruptive nature in today's business landscape, how does Arcadia Consulting stay ahead of trends uh, to understand and address emerging challenges? Yeah, so I think I mentioned earlier about the surveys that we have and, and really just hearing what the L&D, the learning and development community is looking for. If you don't stay ahead of what the competition, I'm not really worried about, there's a lot of different consultancies out there. I'm not worried about the competition that we have. Every client of mine should be worried about their competition because their competition is probably innovating and adapting and to try to stay ahead. So that's really the focus of why business transformation is so important is because if they're not on that journey, their competitors are. Are there any other significant projects or initiatives that Arcadia Consulting is currently engaged? Yes, so we have a lot of exciting projects coming up. We have a partnership with SHRM, which is the Society for Human Resource we have a few things that we'll be partnering with some global businesses on that as well to create awareness about the campaign surrounding what we will be doing with the SHRM. And also, I plan on teaming up with some mentors that have taught me about business intelligence and how the digital transformation journey is very similar to the business transformation journey. That kind of came to me. I had this epiphany when I had a one-on-one -on -one with our founder of Arcadia. And it was just such a great experience for a founder of a company to give me that one-on-one -on -one time and to really find out. And I, you know, I told him I was going to be on your podcast and just kind of asked him some questions about 
how he felt the misconceptions were about what we do and and hearing his feedback and it just really just clicked for me i was like business transformation and digital transformation is so similar in the fact that businesses get stuck in that business as usual in digital transformation we compared it to the stages of grief which is i find very similar in business transformation is that denial right so we're all familiar with the stage of grief denial we try to protect the incumbency. We try to protect the status quo and just everything's fine here, nothing to see. You can't keep doing business as usual. So getting companies out of that first rut of that denial stage, that's yeah. very important. First, you need to understand that you have a problem or accept that you have a problem and that's that's difficult. It is. And, and a lot of people, especially if the company has been passed down to generation to generation, you find that this was maybe someone's grandfather's company and they protecting that 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 legacy is important. And sometimes it, it requires disruption and sometimes it requires innovation. Bob Iger even mentioned you have to do it untested and without fear. So I know artificial intelligence and we talked about earlier how the landscape has changed with technology and in, in the consultant world. But we can't operate out of fear because as I mentioned earlier, our competitors are already, they're already ahead of the trends. As you look towards the future in Central Florida and of course globally, where do you see Arcadia Consulting in the next five years? That's a great question. So in the next five years, I would love to diversify who our clients are. We do a business with all the top financial institutions. I would love to keep the relationship going with the financial institutions, but also really to diversify our portfolio the same way that they would suggest to their clients is to have more in the manufacturing space, to have more clients um, in the Southeast. We're very heavily focused in the Northeast right now, and there's so much potential, especially here in Orlando, with companies moving from Silicon Valley and all over the world. You definitely see the transformation of Orlando and Central Florida in particular, and to be part of that is an exciting time. Um, it, it, it's an exciting time for me to be joining Arcadia uh, for myself, but it's also a time that's exciting for Arcadia to be expanding into the Southeast as well. Yes, the region is growing exponentially. And if you are in a specific industry, which would be this industry that needs right away Arcadia to be prepared for this change? I would say any company that is struggling culturally, whether it is, you know, I could think of a few that come to mind that have either recently been acquired or have acquired other businesses. And so the same way that in digital transformation and business intelligence, you want to have a single source of truth. You also want to have a single source of culture. So you want to have that that one firm mentality. You want to be able to be united culturally and be inclusive. You, you have a lot of companies that are being acquired that might have been part of a five or six different merger account. And there, not only do you have different ERP and inventory systems talking to each other, you have different cultures from different companies that have existed for maybe decades that are now one company. So it's very important to invest in the people because you want to have a unified communication And that's amazing because always as a CEO, you always rely on your financial guys and you always rely on your engineers for the technology and you uh, rely on your marketing guys. But when it comes to people, sometimes you feel that there's not a big support anywhere. So that's great that you're bringing uh, all these services and consulting services to the, to the region. Yeah, I don't want people to look at learning and development as an expense you should look at that as an investment you should you should look at that as that is something that is going to give you just as much as roi as anything else because if you invest in your people 
you're you're going to be successful. Your your customers are going to appreciate that you value your employees. When's the proper time to call Arcadia? So I would yesterday would be the right because you don't want to call me when there's a problem already. Let's be proactive instead of reactive and there's such an opportunity cost of doing nothing. So similar to in marketing, I'm sure, you know, you don't want to have your clients call you when it's too late. You want to take real proactive measures to make sure that you're building a culture that that fosters collaboration, a growth mindset. You want to make sure that you are on pace to outrun your competitors because they're already getting on the train of business transformation. You don't want to be left in the dust by their progress. So I would say that it's 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 probably a good time to have that discovery call, at least to find out what pain points there are um, and then to see what solutions that we can offer. Yeah, this is very important because uh, after COVID, things change so much. Mm -hmm. So people and CEOs and the companies are stagnated. They don't know what to do. They are uh, doing the same thing or they don't want to take the next step. So right now it's the, the proper time to take the next steps. In data branding, I believe one of our problems that we have is clients are not doing anything. It's We call it sete disparibus. So that it's it's staying the same. So when you, when you call them, okay, okay, you didn't choose probably our services. Uh, who did you choose? Uh, and they say, no, we really didn't do anything. Mm -hmm. So yeah, this is a mindset also that you, we, we have to change here in the, in, in, in the industry and right. with the times. Right. And you know, there's so many things that are, uh, can be said that it's a negative close or you're trying to, um, scare someone. It's not a scare tactic. It's the reality. It is the reality that doing nothing costs a lot more than doing something. Yeah. Okay, so if you're doing nothing, uh, you should start thinking about this change and how to prepare for the future, because we don't know how it's going to come. We know that the world is getting crazier than ever. So uh, when I believe when we have these conditions, uh, we need to go back to the basis. And one of the basis is invest on people. Absolutely. I love that. Everything else will follow suit. Yeah. Perfect. Even marketing. <laughs> yeah, even marketing. And uh, well, Melissa, besides bringing great consultant services to the region, what else do you do? So I'm also a board of directors and ch uh, development chair for fosteringconnectionsflorida.org. You can find more information on what we do to help uh, youth impacted by foster care. We have career readiness programs for foster children that have been uh, in, impacted by foster care. And it's important to me because my grandmother grew up in foster care in the 1930s in New York. So um, I do that in her honor. And it's something that I am passionate about. And, um, you know, I've met a lot of great people and, and our board is phenomenal. I, I, I get to work with some really phenomenal board members. And Melissa, I know Arcadia Consulting has been uh, very successful and that you have won some awards. Can you tell us about it? Yes, so we are the proud recipients of the Brandon Hall Award, and we uh, we won that award last year for some work that we had submitted that we did with one of our top clients. And we won the award for 2022 in the learning and development space. That's great. Would you like to share something that people might not know about you, your coworkers, <laughs> your peers? 
Well, let's see. There's probably something I haven't shared with everybody is um, I really enjoy crafting. That's my happy place, you know, other than other than going to Disney with my husband. Um, I I love just kind of going into my craft space. It's, it's completely separate than my office. So I kind of, you know, separate those two worlds. So this is my working space. This is my craft space. And going in there is just, you know, it, it's a uh, it's nice to still be able to use that creativity and um and it also helps me with even thinking about different designs for uh, clients. So it, it, having a creative outlet, I think, is is definitely important. Melissa, how could our audience can get in touch with you? Sure. So you can reach me at melissa.reynolds at arcadiaconsulting.com. I'd love to set up a discovery call or, you know, have a cup of coffee. It's it's not going to cost anything. I, I enjoy talking to people. I love prospecting. I love networking. I, you know, have a strong female tribe of women and that have really just helped one another. And I love that. But I'm open to, uh, you know, I've had some really amazing male mentors as well. So I welcome any sort of networking opportunities or any sort of um, partnerships. I, I, you know, if it's not right for either of us, then no harm, no foul. We, we go our separate ways and I'll always stay in contact with everybody. So um, I'm a firm believer in, in kind of keeping on to these relationships no matter where you go or you never know when somebody can help one another. And Melissa, uh, you have a surprise for us. I know that you want to share some material, some special material that yes. you only give to clients. Yeah, so I'd love to do some, uh, whether, you know, if you would like to host a taster or, you know, we have some really talented facilitators that um, we could talk about doing a taster. We have some uh, assessments uh, that I can send as far as, you know, kind of seeing just, just not full length ones, just samples of what our assessments look like. And how the data from that and and kind of the the it really gets you thinking and and there's even some coaching opportunities inside those assessments so yeah i'd love to to send you one of those and and perfect and we're we're gonna share it so people can get to you melissa thank you so much for being with us today we really learn a ton and thank you so much it, it's been a wonderful conversation thank you Before we sign off, we'd like to remind you to subscribe to our podcast if you haven't already. Subscribing not only ensures you never miss an episode, but also helps us reach a wider audience. If you enjoy what you hear today, please consider leaving a rating and a review on your favorite podcast platform. If you have any comments, questions, or topics you'd like us to cover in future episodes, don't hesitate to reach out to us. We'll catch you in the next episode.